Welcome to the Wedding Pros Podcast. Um, we're going to be doing two, part two um, of our episode on client experience and how to deliver a great client experience wire to wire. That's a pretty cool mug you got there. Uh, Speak- yeah. And for the low cost of $49.99, you may have your own tin stop go love mug. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I like this one. This one's uh, probably my this, favorite color that we've done. Yeah, we we we, we do a little. Um, well, that's part of client experience. We'll talk about that at the end. But, oh yeah, yeah. Um, Jay, but, before we start, I, I I meant to say this earlier, but I think this is the first podcast where um, I'm not going to agree with you on every single point because I just hear I've been listening to the podcast and I've always like, yeah, yeah, Jay. Well, good, we have alignment. Good point, Jay. Yeah, we have oh, yeah. alignment. Yeah, Jay. Yeah, uh, you should call me like yeah, yeah, Jared. I mean, you make fun of me about being, yeah, yeah, Jared, anyways. You're very agreeable. Yeah, well, I mean. You're very agreeable. That, that's what I do sometimes when I'm just ignoring people, too. So it's a, it's a fine balance between mm-hmm. totally agreeing and then, so it's it's all in the amount of yeahs that I give. Yeah, so, for sure. You, just language. like I said, yeah, right there. Yeah. Um, being agreeable. Great client experience. Um, so we're talking about client experience still. Last week we talked about, if you didn't listen to the episode, we talked about... Um, really setting expectations from the moment you meet a client online from your branding all the way and through sales. And we talked about really the idea of like making people happy, Mm -hmm. right? Like that at the beginning, you're trying to figure out, can I make you happy? Trying to be, make it very clear to the client. I will make you happy if you want this or this or this. And at that point, what happens if the client doesn't want to be happy, Jay, if they just want to be miserable, (laughs) I mean, I'm definitely not the vendor for them (laughs) Um, because happy clients produce referrals and Mm. I want referrals. Yeah. So um, that's a good investment of my business and time is Mm. producing. Um, And so regardless, I want to make a customer happy. And and so my branding and my sales is all about letting you, the client, know if you like this and this, and if you want this, and if you can afford this, this will make you happy. Do you want it? And so at the end of that, hopefully the person says, yes, my expectations are met. This is what I want. I like you. I like your product. Let's do this. Let's book. We're going. And I think a lot of people, there's a lot of advice on sales, consults, booking more weddings, you know, marketing, all these things. I think this is where most wedding creatives actually have a huge gap in their client experience, and that's their pre-wedding experience. Mm-hmm. Why is this so hard for people, do you think? Besides oh, well, the fact that they already got their money and they don't care. There's What's not a assume? book on it, Jay. So how is anyone supposed to know if they haven't been educated mm. through literature? Oh, I'm uh, sure I'm sure someone podcasted about this and I didn't yeah. hear. Um, but it is hard. Why is it so hard? Well, I think it's um, it's definitely not sexy, right? It's, um, it's not creative. It's not sales. Yeah, it's it's emails, right? Phone calls. It's phone calls. It's the stuff that most people, including myself, tend to be like, Ugh, I, uh, I have another phone call. And, you know, it's 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 not doing the things that we signed up to do something creative for, um, and it it doesn't get the attention, good or bad. You know, well, uh, it gets a lot of bad attention actually, because this is all I hear. Sure. Work-life balance. Yes. Nobody's ever talking about the fact that you shot for fourteen hours and that that's not a balanced day. By the yeah. way, it's not balanced. It would, like, 
you're literally working one day or three days a week. You want to talk about balance. Your life is way getting a lot more time. Mm-hmm. So unless you're doing the reason why we talk about it is because we're, we're shooting, mm-hmm. we're selling and we're servicing our clients mm-hmm. before and after the wedding day. And so a lot of times it's human nature to be like the bird in hand. I got it already. I don't, well, I got this person. They're not yep. going to fire me. So I'm not going to, yep. Yep. it's like, if you're honest enough to admit that that's how you really feel, that would probably benefit you. But um, the other thing I think is is the type of people, why it's hard for people is like the type of people who get into this industry are probably not very administrative in their giftings. Mm-hmm. Naturally. Yep. Naturally. like and, and no one is teaching them. A lot of them have never had any experience with like a CRM or any kind of thing that will make their lives easier. We want to really recommend if you're doing like any level of, volume or you want a very consistent experience we really encourage getting a tool that makes it easier to deliver a consistent experience like automation is your best friend we use honeybook there's a lot of great tools out there aisle planner 17 hats you can use you can actually use like mailchimp to do some of this for you if you wanted but i think the number one thing with pre-wedding experiences is um Obviously, being available, setting ex- expectations clearly when you'll be available with people and how long it'll take you to get back to them, which I would set in sales, by the way. Hey, if you email me, I'll get back to you within 24 hours. Yep. Or, But if, if you set that expectation, um, don't break it. Mm-hmm. And then, hey, 30 days before the wedding, you're going to get a pre-wedding checklist. We'll automate that. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't set that thing up to be something you have to do. Like, so we use HoneyBook, like I said, and I think the pre-wedding experience is a great opportunity to actually succeed where a lot of your other vendors that are working with the client probably fail. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You, you mentioned, you know, it's, it's, I think it's probably the heaviest in terms of communications. Um, so, so, you know, what happens I found even in, in my own kind of natural, um, inclination is to, Leading up to the, the the wedding season, like March, April, May, I'm really good at like, hey, you know, we're 30 days out, we're 60 days out, email, email, email. Then the wedding season hits and we're off to post-production and we're still shooting at the same time. So this stage kind of gets a little bit forgotten. So the beginning of the season, you're all prepared, leading, and then you get to September and October and you're like, oh, shoot, I haven't sent out this form yet. You know, I'm two weeks behind on this. The wedding's next week. I haven't even sent them this. It is a stuff that kind of falls behind because you are just doing the actual work mm-hmm. and trying to knock it out that this stage kind of gets forgotten about. So the only way, really, I think the only way you can do it, and I don't care if you're shooting 120 weddings or if you're shooting 30 10, or th- whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, this is hard. That's hard to do. It's hard to juggle. Like myself, I'm always on a one-track mind. I'm like, I need to email today. I need to shoot today. I, and and multitasking doesn't really, t- you can ask my wife, multitasking doesn't fly. With Scientifically, by the way, <laughs> multitasking is actually impossible. Did you know that? Uh, yeah, well. That, Scientists have proven that you can only actually. My life makes sense now. They can only actually focus on one thing at a time and that people who are good multitaskers are actually good at switching gears. What does that mean? You're, you you <laughs> think about something, you can change what you're doing oh, okay, quickly. Okay, all right. And I then see other it. people have a harder time switching between subjects. I'm one of them. Yeah. Wow. Well, 
So I, I, being I, a good multitasker is But more, I try to multitask. But no one's multitasking. Yeah, okay. They're just yeah. switching gears faster. Yes, yes. They have a looser grasp on their thoughts. Yes. Other people grab on harder. So yep. that's interesting, though. Um, oh, definitely, definitely. So in terms of pre-wedding stuff, what are some of the things we do to make sure that is a good experience for the clients? Yeah, sure. So Because um, actually, I think we do a little more and we have people. to. We have to because there's more. I mean, this isn't like a brag at all, but there's more moving pieces when you start getting teams involved, right? So you, you have to have, you know, in our case, we have five guys who are going to be going out and shooting this summer, mm-hmm. myself on the photo side. You know, I ha- we're not people that just show up day of and say like, oh, you know, my name is Josh. I'm going to shoot your wedding today. What do you like shot? You know, we want them to have relationships. Yeah, we so. want that experience to be as much as we're a team based. Mm-hmm. We don't want them to feel like they're working with nameless, faceless mercenaries. Mm-hmm. We want that experience to be this is your shooter. So we use this pre-wedding to establish the relationship with the person they're going to work with during the day off. Yep, yep. So that's probably one of the stages. As soon as someone books, I'm getting them on the phone with the person that's going to be actually on site with them. Um, depending the year, if they're booking a year and a half out. We're getting that other person, their shooter, in our HoneyBook project so that yep. they can see all the emails and communications. Yep. Get get him, get on board. You know, on, on the back end, not even, I mean, this isn't client-related, but we're talking about, you know, that we're signing people, we're getting them on board, we're, you know, assembling the team for the day. I mean, that that's really, like, real back end. Um, and, and, and talking through, answering any kind of questions, So so it pretty much goes, our client experience is meet your shooter, have an initial conversation. Um, At some point, they're going to get a creative treatment, I believe that's 60 days out or 90 days. The creative treatment is, uh, what is it? It's two months. I didn't even get it right. Yeah, I think it's like around 60 days. Two months out, and then they fill it out, and we usually have a consultation. We call it a creative treatment if you... You might call it a pre-wedding questionnaire. Yep. Who yep. knows what? Yep. But that's what we do. We send yep. them out that. That's automated. Yep. I just find two months, usually at like three months, people still don't have a schedule. Two months, uh, I they think might. a higher percentage has has a schedule yeah. figured out. Um, 30 days before the wedding, we have a pre-wedding checkup phone call. Yep. I'd and say so two we're, weeks to four weeks. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere, somewhere within range. 30 yeah. days, we're kind of getting the, and we're as a team getting alerted and all these yep. things to do this. And so then we, we're jumping on the phone with them. And to make it simple, we're saying, hey, we're going to go over your questionnaire with you. Let us know if anything has changed. Mm-hmm. And also, we're going to make sure we're kind of just talking through last minute details. Mm-hmm. Where should I park? So we're making that experience good so that they feel confident that we're going to deliver and we know exactly what they're expecting. So we're just reiterating. So our pre-wedding, we typically have bare minimum three points of contact mm-hmm. before we even, after sales. Yep. And we're even, I mean. Probably we're, more. We're even, we're even talking to them about like, Hey, do you still want a photo booth? You know, you you know, we we're sending out other services too, so there's other points of contacts, other points of our branding in general, yeah. um, and just style of interacting with people um, for for sales reasons. I mean, they most couples are sending us after the wedding like eight to ten emails mm-hmm. that we're dealing with communications. You're able to, you're able to find that. Oh, I'm looking. Yeah, okay. I just, just track, and that's me literally just pulling it on my okay, butt, I guess. Okay. <laughs> but like, but there's a people are sending you a lot of communications. Yeah. Like between like, oh, when can we talk? Oh, uh, like 
I'm not sure. Let me look at my schedule. Mm-hmm. Oh, and like, there's a lot more going on than you realize. Yep. Right. And and so at that point, you've really established like we're laid back. We're thorough. We know what you're expecting and what makes you happy. We know the details of your day. We're going to. Sh- and so this person is like they have a picture in their mind of you're going to be cool. Yeah. You're going to be nice. You know what they want. Like Jared writes a lot of typos in his emails. Yeah. They, they know the important things. Yeah. They know yeah. what's really matters. Yeah. That you love the Patriots or. <laughs> yeah. You, um, I mean, I do think that stuff matters, by the way. You definitely put some of your personality mm-hmm. in your communications. Don't be so buttoned up that it makes you seem fake. You know, people can see through that. Mm-hmm. But, definitely. but so pre wedding client experience is really, really, really important because it really preps them for the most important parts, which are the wedding day experience and the post wedding day experience. It's, it's, it's something that in talking to, it can brides. ruin everything too, right? When you do it well, brides will be like, thank you. You guys are like some of the only people that were responding to my emails for a while. Like I was, would just, you know, write an email to the venue, write an email to, you know, whoever is involved in, the, in the, the vendor team. And it's so hard to get a hold of people once they have your money. Essentially, that, that, that's what, that's what they'll much, say. How much like crap does that make you feel when everyone's really nice to you when they want your money and the second they get it, they treat you like crap? Yes. Like, don't like you don't like it. Do Stinks. unto others, man. Stinks. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Don't don't do that to people. Yep, stinks. Um, and 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 then it just builds anxiety for them leading into the day, and that's a big no no. Um, as much as we can, no no stress leading up to the wedding day. Everything's taken care of. Like they have enough to worry about. They have the weather to worry about in some cases. Like there's enough outside things that can't be controlled to stress out about. That the things that you uh, don't have to stress about. You should try to squash those. Early yeah, on. and just communications is one of those things that we're you can trying just to produce well. ease, and so you get to do even amplify that more. Like, hey, I'm not just nice when you when I want your money. I'm actually nice, and I'm actually this is who I really am, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a great day. So you're building expectation, right? And you want to be thinking about. Like everything is building to that day that they get their wedding film or the, yep. that photo book or whatever you're delivering. That deliverable is like this huge, it's this massive payoff mm-hmm. for the client. So the day of comes, I think most people are pretty good at creating a good day of what like experience. There are a couple of reasons for that, I think. I would agree. Yep. Um, I mean, I would disagree, Jay. Yeah. Yeah. Things are... Why do you hate most? Yeah. I think all vendors stink. Uh, (laughs) Tell me why they don't. (laughs) They need tension to have a good podcast. (laughs) We're going to create some artificial tension. Yeah. Um, Let us know in the comments if you want us to fight more or disagree more. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, like, I think most people are pretty good at this, you know, because they're doing what they love. Mm -hmm. If you're shooting and you love shooting and you're good at it, well, it's like the 10%, right? It's the 10% of your time is actually doing what we talk about doing the entire year. You know, it's it's the thing that you're actually advertising, the thing that you're talking about. It's like, so if if you're not good at doing that, then you probably aren't in the industry for very long. So, you know, this I just is not assume. the podcast for you. This is not the wedding amateurs podcast. Yeah. It's the wedding pros. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, so 
But I think there is just, it's helpful to think about the day in terms of when do I have opportunities to wow someone yeah, and give them a good experience. I think little tips and tricks. I think it comes down to like when you first meet them Mm -hmm. and during the getting ready time, that's when you're going to have most of your interactions for the whole day. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you're, Proximity. You're, you're, you're getting to blow yeah. their mind with how you treat their friends, their family, how clean and organized you are. Do you look like a slob or not? Are you? Is your bedside manner weird and creepy, like you're in their face? Or? It's, it's just, it, I always see it as a sales pitch because the people that you're in the room with, if you're getting ready, are prospect clients. Like, oh yeah, the, the wedding party. They're all younger people, most likely. Um, in, in most cases, um, and you have an opportunity to impress them by just asking, you know, oh, what's your name? What's your name? Oh, yeah. Oh, where are you from? You know, um, how do you know the bride? And just being a nice person, like you're the first person. If, if you create a, the smallest connection with people, um, they remember you. Like I get calls all the time. Oh, yeah, actually, I talked to you at Janice's wedding. You know, <laughs> I don't think I've ever shot at Janice. Mm, I, I don't know. Um, uh, so no one will think that we're talking about them specifically. I mean, yeah. We won't get sued or anything. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it, it's an opportunity for you to sell people up front and, and family too. Um, you know, they're sometimes the people that are paying. And, you know, if you can get a relationship with them, um, you know, down So what the are line, some things people can do to yeah. make sure that experience is good with a client? Like, I think just honestly saying hi. Like, I, I, I you would... You wouldn't be shocked, but I'm always surprised that people aren't um, almost aggressively nice with family and just saying, hey, you know, I'm Jared, you know, if there's any, and, and kind of create some, I think creating some uh, ground rules too, um, very subtly, like if there's anything, you know, you want, you, you want, please, you know, come let me know. I mean, we, we talked about, you know, what so you don't recommend we're going to get saying- with the bride and groom, but don't ask me for stuff. You don't recommend saying that. No, don't say that. Don't <laughs> say that. But you know, if you're able to make it seem like, hey, we've we've talked to the bride, you know, um, you know, some mother of the brides can be like, I need you to make sure that you will get me and cousin Larry in a photograph later. And, yeah, and then you can you know, let them know, I'll do that at this time of day. Yes. And yes. not that she's interrupting you in your portrait session. Exactly. Because yep. that's part of the client experience is managing someone's family for them Yep. Yep. in a nice way because that person wants their family to have a great time and they want to get good products and they know that those two things don't always mix. Mm-hmm. And I know some people are like, oh, my mom's going to be really annoying. Ugh. You know? I love that though because then you can really prepare and target that person and be like, this is when we're going to get those things. And then when you do those things, I remember one wedding specifically, um, the, the uh, bride was talking to her mom beforehand and was talking to planner actually um and she was like right after the ceremony it's really important to me that i have shrimp cocktail and champagne and i was like oh that's a very specific request maybe i should remember this like uh because i was just off the wall kind of (laughs) random to me um and the mother um was there and she was like oh she loves she loves her shrimp cocktail and her champagne like they're just talking about it and then later on in the day um we're shooting at the portrait session i'm like Where's the shrimp cocktail and and the champagne? So I go up to the planner and I'm like, hey, uh, we we need to make sure she has the you know the stuff, the the shrimp cocktail. And she's like, oh shoot, I forgot. She brought it over 
And the mom was so impressed that I remembered that thing. That it, it just won us well, over. So she's going to talk. If, you, if the mother of the bride talks well about you, she's going to talk to her friends. She's going to well, talk to... Well, and the to, bride goes, oh, yeah. my mother liked them. It made yep. me feel so... Like, yep. That's a p- point of stress, and you don't know it all the You're time. You're creating they're, a salesperson. They're not going to come and tell you, like, oh, my mom's a real jerk, and she's really <laughs> difficult, and she's going to suck. Sometimes they will. But in her head, she's like, is my mom going to ruin my wedding day? And you helped her be at ease and then you made the bride's wedding day awesome Hmm. and so like i feel like in that pre-wedding time that's one place i feel like the the actual wedding ceremony you're going to have that connection point Mm -hmm. um you can you can really give them a good experience even i'm putting the mic on oh dude it's gonna be so great are you excited you know I'm going to set up in a place that's going to make them feel like I'm not interrupting their wedding. I'm going to make sure that the experience is good for their guests to the best of my ability, right? I think the portrait session, um, family portrait session as well, those portrait sessions is another client experience point. And then maybe there's you, but you like, honestly, I've done weddings where after the portrait session, I said bye to the bride and that was my only interaction. Hmm. because of just the, how the day went yeah it's crazy. where like it just gets going and they're t- dancing and then listening to speeches and they and like they're i'm not sitting next to them being like how's it going <laughs> pretty good day so far right it's good lobster huh? you know hmm. like that might be but, but like i know i gotta win those three moments really mm-hmm. well like because no, i might not have point. another opportunity to impress them and and give them a good experience but then i think you brought up a really good point which is there's always little things in the wedding that you can't plan for that you get an opportunity to shine in. I remember we shot a wedding in Dominican on this meh resort. Um, No name resort. Yeah. Well, and I'm say they're meh because of the way they treated the bride. Yeah. Yeah. And they, it's huge. There's all this space and the day comes, she's in this tight dress and it's all like, and they're making her walk. It was raining. Yeah. And I'm like, get her a cart. She needs a golf cart. And I'm fighting these people. She doesn't know I am. But I'm in the background advocating for this person, getting her a cart. They get her a cart. She's getting driven around and treated like a bride, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And I'm advocating for that because I want her to have a good experience. That's And I don't even know if she know we did that for her. But I know that my focus was on giving her a good experience mm-hmm. and not just making her know that it was good, but just in genuinely as a human being, I want her to have a good experience. And, and, and the worst thing that can come out of that, or not the worst thing, but um, is, is she has better experience. She's going to look better in photos. Exactly. Like she's having a better time. I, I think just whatever you can do to make sure that people are having a good time, good time and it's going to affect your product. It, 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 and, and that's like, you know, point, you know, F on, on the list of things that, that is, is beneficial to just being easy to work with, being an advocate for your brides and grooms, like working hard for them and their overall experience. Make people happy. That's business. Yep. Yep. Make people happy. Another point that, um, I want to follow up and we talked a little bit about it last week, um, on, on the podcast, um, in, in the first section of, um, client expectations is, um, uh, or, uh, yeah, client experiences, setting up their expectations. Like, so in, in that consult, you know, two weeks to a month beforehand, usually I'll bring up some things that I really don't want to talk to the bride about on the day of. I think talking about money on the day of a wedding is like a big yeah. no-no. Never talk about money. If you need to change schedules, talk to the planner, yep. like anything that adds stress. Yep. 
I, usually I'll talk to them about what time I'm going to leave a couple weeks beforehand. Like, okay, so it looks like dance floor opens up at 8.30. You know, I'd say we're probably going to leave around somewhere around 9.30. Yeah, we don't we feel like we have enough. Because then when you show up, they're not like, oh, you're leaving now? We haven't cut the cake or we haven't done this other thing that doesn't really matter to me. And if I'm giving her the opportunity at that point to say, oh, can you stay to cut the cake? Of course. Oh, yeah, totally. We can do that. Um, you're just setting expectations. Hey, we talked about this. You know, I'm leaving. I, I have to, you know, we're three hours away, so I, we have to drive. Like, you know, certain things like that. Anything that you can imagine would give a person no. stress should not be brought on to the wedding day. I have a good story, Jason. Yes. Uh, we, we were shooting a wedding in a castle. Well, it's, it was kind of like a... A faux castle. A faux castle, uh, you know. A New England-style castle. Yeah, and we were shooting the getting ready, and um, and and everything was seemingly great. And all of a sudden, the, the planner um, of this castle comes in and was like, oh, uh, we haven't received the second payment for the what? venue. Because, <laughs> like... I just need, before we get started with the ceremony, the ceremony's like an hour away, maybe. Before we get started, I'm just going to need you guys to write up a, a check <laughs> for the wedding that's happening in an hour. Why and would? Meanwhile, the bride is like, Mom, do you have a checkbook? And then she's like, Harry, do you have the checkbook? Like, they're all like freaking out, like, oh my goodness, we paid all this money. Everyone's here. We're about to have this ceremony. We're essentially about By to the walk way, down the that's aisle. That's on the venue completely completely that's ridiculous especially the venue the venue usually i feel like wants the money like 75 sure. days beforehand it's ridiculous but though i thought it i just was like so oh, i'll use this i'll use this as an example on the wedding pros podcast three years from now yeah and so um, it's that's ridiculously unprofessional yeah. so so don't bring stuff to the table i think you it's easy to produce a pretty good experience as mm -hmm. long as you don't bring stress to the table. Don't fight with other vendors. Yeah. Don't look like a slob. Don't stand there on your cell phone. Like the only thing I'll say that's extra is in terms of how you look, I don't really care how you dress. A lot of people are obsessed on like yeah. wearing dress shoes. It's like you're standing for 12 hours. Let's be realistic. But whether in every way that someone sees you from like your posture to how you're holding, like, are you texting the whole time? Yep. Do I get, do I, am I standing there just helping myself to the hors d'oeuvres in a goofy way? Yep. Just be considerate how you come across. Yep. Here's yep. what I know at the end of a wedding day. The father of the bride often comes up to me and says, you guys worked really hard today and I'm happy. Yep. Cause they saw I was grinding and killing myself and I worked wicked hard to make their daughter yep. more happy. Especially when he slips you a little something, something on the side, tip. a little yep. something, something. Yep. Uh, I mean, I tell our guys all the time, like, you show up and you act like you know what you're doing, mm -hmm. like, you'll be rewarded for it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't know, maybe that's just up here in New England, but, you know, uh, and we don't obviously do it for those reasons. But this is what I would say with that, like, you know, the dress is kind of a little bit more of a gray area. Like, some, I think people don't care as much as maybe they I used to. I think some people but, make an overemphasis on the value of it, too. But what I would say is no, every bride has an expectation that you are not going to be on your cell phone, on Instagram, talking to chicks or whatever you're doing on a phone. Um, you know, Even so like you're when you're doing something things, for your business, just be cognizant of your environment. Yes. Like if you're like, yep. oh, I'm going to take a picture for my Instagram. That's cool. I don't, I'm not saying you can't do that. 
If you want to eat an hors d'oeuvre, I'm not saying you can't do that. My rule is if you hand it to me and you say, and I say, I'm a vendor, is that okay? And they say, yeah, just have some. We want. Okay, like I'm not saying that you have to be overly uptight, but you can't be clueless that people are looking at you and watching you and evaluating what you're doing. Like just be cognizant and put out the image you want to put out. Yep. And like that's part of the client experience. You got to know that, right? And one of, we have even on our thing, how fancy is this wedding? Yeah, on the we ask treatment. people too. Yep. If I see it's a five, it's it's a tuxedo thing. I'm gonna say, do you want me to wear a tie? Yeah, like I'm gonna ask the bride and groom, like, do you care? If they say no, it's all good. But like, I'm like getting that feedback from them of like, hey, how do you want me to be on your wedding day? And maybe you don't do that, and maybe you're not willing to do that. That's cool. But like. It is part of their client experience. I wear a Patriots jersey to everyone's wedding. Yeah. So. Well, I only wear Bruins. Go Bruins. Yeah. 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 And if you don't like it, you can suck it. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, you know, wedding day experience, I think a lot of people do a great job with. Yep. Me too. I think it's, e- it's easy for a lot of people because they're in their comfort zone to deliver a good experience. Um, people, I mean... Not every wedding, but I think most people are happy on their wedding day. It's, yep. They're getting married. Like, There's good vibes around just the experience of we're here at a wedding day. Yeah, I mean, they can be stressful too. Overall, overall it's a good at experience. some point during the day, most brides get to a point where they're like, ah, like this is refreshing. This is relaxing. I just got married. I'm with the person I love. All these people are around me, and there's good vibes around it. It's, it's hard to screw that part up. Yeah, it does matter. You can screw it up if you get in a fight with another vendor or you do something that you're rude to one of your guests. But yeah, like if that's so easy not to do. I disagree, Jay. It's yeah. very hard not to. <laughs> Sometimes you punch just, a photographer in the in the noggin. I've had a few. Like I can think of like in all the weddings I've done in eight years, like two arguments I've had. Two fight. Oh man. Uh, yeah, with, with other vendors. Two knife fights. I've only been in. A one couple. of them was somewhat <laughs> public. Although nobody was really in the room, but some other vendors saw it. And one of them was totally not public. So, What names did you call him to his face? Uh, I didn't think I called any names. I just explained to them how I was willing to let them treat me. How you were willing to fight him in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, one was a lady. Oh, so. yeah. You would have definitely beat her, I think. I think I could have beat her in a fight. Sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, I would good. have been stronger. Now, given, I would have ruined my life. and. <laughs> Uh, so your wife would it wouldn't be such a great move what kind of but, man you are <laughs> yeah um but anyway i think wedding day a lot of people are pretty good at creating a good client experience i think the next thing is the number one area where people take all that goodwill they built up and flush it down the toilet which is the post-wedding client experience if there is anything like when you see this the like news things oh i got this guy shot my wedding and then he never gave me the product. Or like when we hear clients complaining, like, oh, he would never get, get a hold of me. We, when we were on the Big Wedding pod, Podcast episode, which we encourage you to go listen to the Big Wedding Planning Podcast. Yep. Even if you're an industry professional, they do cool interviews with a lot of people throughout the industry. Yeah, they're great. And we were on their podcast and talking about like how the number one issue planners have is they have to chase wedding creative vendors down. They'll get a cause phone call like 30 days later. And they're like, I can't get a hold of my photographer. I can't get a hold of my videographer. Mm-hmm. Can you call them for me? And it's like, you want to, you're killing yourself with that planner. If that planner gets that phone call, 
they are going to be pissed at you. They are definitely not going to refer you again. And in in most cases, the planner is already like, dude, my contract with these people are up. Now I have to chase down these. Yeah, they're going to try to be nice, and they're doing it for free. And yep. it's just annoying, and you look like an idiot. Yep. So I think we have to go back to sales here. If you did a good job and your client experience was good and you set expectations well in sales, how much easier does this post-wedding experience get for you and all of us in the wedding industry? Um, yeah. I mean, way easier. Way yeah. easier. Um, yeah, I, I think if 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 you are um giving yourself a little bit of a buffer as far as delivery time, I think is a big deal. Um, like if you're averaging, your real average is you know, four months and you're, you're saying, all right, well, we're going to deliver in six months. Um, you know, give yourself a little bit of buffer that, you know, if should anything happen to yourself, you're still providing a little bit extra space. Um, and just, yeah, you're setting expectations for people up front. Like, okay, I would expect it at this time, you know, um, that, and then if they have a problem with it, they can bring it up to you at that time. But then once you're actually delivering, um, they know what to expect. Well, okay. keep in mind, they're still your client until you give them what they bought. Yep. They didn't buy you to shoot photos. They bought you to deliver photos. They didn't buy you to shoot video. They bought you to deliver a video. Yes. So if that person's getting hold of you after the wedding, you need to get back to them Yeah, and in I would a say, timely fashion. I would say remind people, too, of what you had talked about. Remind them of what the expectations are because a lot of cases, uh, especially on the photo side, they're booking you a year and a half, even sometimes two years out, they haven't had this conversation with them in years. Can I give you one client post-wedding day experience that I think is has to do with that? No. That I think is, yes. don't do it. Yeah. No, that I think this is um, a huge mistake. And I see this all the time in Facebook groups. Person has, is frustrated about something, the client's wrong, and the, the creative knows it. And so the way they respond to them is they go, well, in my contract it says... <laughs> And I'm like, do you know how much of a jerk you come across when you say to someone <laughs> in my contract, just say, just tell them what you're willing to do. Don't finger wag people yes. when they don't understand, when they, when they have a misunderstanding or bad expectations or they make a mistake. Don't go to people like, well, if you read the contract, <laughs> that's basically what you're saying. And like, I remember I had an issue with my propane. I ran out of propane. And I called the guy, I'm like, I need propane for my house. Um, in New England, a lot of houses are propane now, if you don't know that, for heat. And so, you know, I told... I, Just in case you were thinking about moving to yeah. Massachusetts. Well, some people might, it's not for my grill, it's for my whole entire... Yeah. Okay, okay. So, so Rhode the, Island is natural gas, just expanding the conversation yes. a little bit. <laughs> um, and um, so the guy, when I called, I remember the lady on the phone was like, well... You did this before, so it says here in this fine print somewhere that blah, blah and I was like, what an idiot. Was like, that the lady that you fought in the parking lot? No, I didn't fight her. <laughs> but I remember when I ended up, they didn't actually do what they said, by yeah. the way. They didn't deliver it when they said they were going to. They took two more days. So I called the guy, and I talked to the head of the company, and he's like, well, you know, you ran totally out. Let us know. When you have 30% from now. And I was like, don't lecture me. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear a lecture. I already got the lecture. I just need the propane. Mm -hmm. And I think like that's how people feel. They don't want to hear when they want their photos that 
well, it's really your fault if you read it, but don't lecture people. Mm -hmm. Don't make people feel stupid for having questions. Make them just feel served. Every single time you interact with them, you need to make a person feel served. Because if, if, if you were like, ah, this is happening, and he was like, I'm so sorry, like, this is what we have the capacity to do. Because he could, I mean... A lot. Most people just don't want to help you. I mean, that's what I think. That's at the end what of the I day. think. I think they actually are just like, "I'll show you. I have power." And instead of just being like, "Well, this is what I can do for you," I'll get someone out there this afternoon. Are you going to be home? Oh, you're not going to be home then. Okay. Uh, when can? When are you going to be home? What? When can I? Get Nobody someone? likes that experience, though. You no. Like, and so when you're. But well, that's the way you solve that problem. Couples and then are you would probably you. be stoked. You'd yeah. be like, "Oh, that guy." Well, I mean, it's like I knew that I made that mistake. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't need him to tell me that. I just don't want to be humiliated for making that mistake. Mm -hmm. it's, it's already embarrassing. Oh, crap. I'm, my wife is telling me, why did you do that? And I'm like, oh, I just forgot. You know, everybody knows that's that stuff. Worst. Nobody, yeah. like, your clients, that's a bad experience for me. It made me feel dumb. And when I think about that company, I think about how dumb I feel. Mm -hmm. And if anybody looks at your company and they're like, they added stress, they made me feel dumb, they were rude to me doesn't matter what's real. It's client experience, not mm -hmm. client reality. And so that experience in the post-wedding is oftentimes where things become bad because either you don't do what you say, which let's just assume everyone does what they say. If you don't do what you say, shame on you. You deserve to be out of the industry. I hope that you get wiped out from the earth, napalmed, and nobody has to deal with you anymore. Figuratively. Not, no, not in reality. Hopefully you just go work at McDonald's where you deserve. Um... <laughs> I know, because I every time I go to McDonald's, I'm like, I want this with French fries. They don't give me French fries with it. That's the place where all those people go. Yeah. They promise you something <laughs> that you don't get. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like, those people that, like, I mean, they don't hurt us. We book plenty of weddings. But I do know, like, they kind of yeah. give our industry a bad name. And, and yeah. there's no place for them. So... Well, they I'm, make it easy for us to exceed expectations, so that's... For sure, but most nice. people aren't doing that on purpose. Yeah. Most people just, they make mistakes. And so we're not talking to mistake people, we're talking to liars. If you're a liar, screw you. Um, yeah. If you're not a liar uh, and you just make mistakes, you got to really remember this post-wedding thing, you got to have processes for it. Mm -hmm. you got to have a certain attitude for it. you got to realize that they're still your customer. you got to, and I would say like, Keep that positive mental attitude about them. Mm -hmm. Don't get into a bunch of self-talk where you're just trashing this person. Yeah, I, I think so. It will, you'll treat them differently, right, if you have bad feelings towards them. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think in communications after the wedding, and, and honestly, probably throughout the whole process, you always want to be the first person emailing somebody. So, If you, possible, for sure. You want to be the person who is you know, hey, you know, it was a great, thank you for inviting us to your wedding. We had a great time, you know, with you guys over the weekend. Here's the next steps to, of what to expect. Or Instagramming or whatever you do for communication. Yep. Hey, Although I recommend email because it's a better better drill. Yeah. You know that if someone is emailing you, hey, I just wanted to know um, when we should expect this. You've already kind of lost a little bit of a battle. Um, some people are unreasonable. Um but you want to get ahead of that. If you're telling people, emailing people after the wedding and saying, you know, hey, um, this is when you can expect this, this, and this to actually happen. Um, that at least gives them the opportunity to say, oh, I thought it was different. And you to be like, oh, shoot, I need to speed it up on this one person because their expectations are. You can at least 
be in charge of the situation. That's an actual good way to be in charge of the situation as opposed to being, you know, contract like heavy and, and, you know, telling them about what they did wrong. Like you were mentioning, um, that's an actual good way to be in control of the situation. Um, not always something that you can do every single time, but, um, cause things will pop up, but if you can get ahead of most situations by you usually first can. email, I think so too. Yeah. You usually can. And, and, and people appreciate it so much. They do. They yep. really do. And, yep. and like you can turn a loss into a win. Um, when a person's post wedding and let's, let's talk about some nightmare scenarios, right? Post wedding. Where do you think, let's assume we all do what we say. We tried to set expectations. We did our best and stuff still happens. How do we create a great experience? Because what's at the end of great experiences are ad, ad, customer ad. I can't say this word advocacy. Advocacy. Yeah. Yes, customer you advocacy. Great customer advocacy comes from great experiences, mm-hmm. not from great products. So, what would a negative experience be like? Okay, somebody gets their well in their mind. You could be a negative experience. I don't mm-hmm. know if it actually is negative, mm-hmm. but they get their wedding. They have a shot of a person that they don't like in their video, mm-hmm. right? And that person emails you and says, hey, maybe they have two or three shots they don't like. They're kind of finicky. Mm-hmm. They have a few things. The mom is like, I don't want any shots of me dancing on the dance floor. That's what I saw the other day. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an opportunity. Completely. Yep. A lot of people go mm-hmm. like, should I charge them extra? Okay, that's an opportunity too to piss them off. And maybe they're asking too much. And, and you have to weigh we, that like in that moment. And this is what I would say with that. Like if you are clear in your communications ahead of time and they're on board, hey, uh, you know, we just do a $250 revision fee afterwards if, if you want to switch out people. And if they've signed up for that, Mm-hmm. they're much more likely to be like, okay, that's what they said. They understand what they're gotten into. They understand that when they ask a certain question, you know, it's that's your process. a little extra possibly. And not Completely. only that, and, and, if you and know it's say, actually, that's totally fine. If you know it's not a big issue, you might even say like, oh, I know it's only going to take me 30 minutes to fix that. Yeah. And you're like, I'm going to waive that fee for you. Completely. You just made that person go. They gave me $250 of value for free. Yes. That's how you get advocates is adding value. Yep. And so like we look for that's all I care about. I don't care about 250 bucks. I care about another wedding. Yeah. Now, if if I need to charge the 250, I have no issue doing it. Yep. But but like that situation happens from time to time. And I know a lot yep. of people, that's where they lose the client. Yep. Yep. Is because they're paying about it. It's obviously they're annoyed. You know, they'll say something like, well, in our contract, it states that we choose the shots. Yeah. So this is what I would also say about it. I think about these things. Like when I go home at night, these are the things that annoy me. um, Mm -hmm. And they sit with me as I'm laying in bed and it's like burning in my mind. So I think if you, you, we were talking about it a little bit earlier today, like, you know, not really letting it affect you, like not, um, I don't know, not dwelling on uh, the negativity. Don't personalize it. I I think if you're just willing to be like, all right, we'll fix that. And then you go in, you fix it, you deliver it. You know what? I never think about that problem ever again. It's done. It's out of the way. It's out of your life. It's not, I emailed this person something that's a little bit, you know, 
maybe confrontational. Passive aggressive. We'll see what the email will be for me tomorrow. I'm not thinking about it. It's done. I already did it. I already solved the problem. I have other things to think about. I'm going to go hang out with my dog. Yeah. It's really, that's it. It's just like, if be a good person. Yeah. You know, and if you're a good person, people are usually cool. Yeah. And like, look for opportunities to amaze people, to blow their mind, to make yep. them happy yep. post-wedding. Don't lie. Don't cheat. Don't steal. Don't be a jerk. Yeah. And and if you if you set yourself up to to, you know, not be able to deliver on anything, you know, make it right. You know, um, say you're sorry. I think is 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 a big deal. And and you'd be surprised if you if you're willing to um, say you're sorry. If you're willing, and and this is these are things that I think we we try to tell our guys to swear to your own hurt. You know, if you say you're going to do something and it becomes more convenient to not do the thing, you still do the dang thing. You yeah. still do the thing that you say you're going to do, even if it costs you money, even if it's going to cost you time, um, because at the end of the day, your word is your bond, and, and these things should be important to you as a business owner. And, oh, my goodness, it's so much less stress when you um, operate that way, right? Oh, my goodness. Like I always say, good character is good business, and if you're a good person – um, you create advocates, and if you create advocates, you create sustainable income. Yep. yep. And I would. The last thing we'll end with is just, I really encourage you to audit your client experience, and and the way to do that is to look at every. I'll single, do that, Jay. I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> I actually do think we need to do that. We For sure. We. It, I mean, yeah. we try to do it almost every year on yeah. some level, but if you have never really, I remember talking to someone about I'm not getting the leads. Mm-hmm. that I want. And I said, are you good to work with? And they was like, they would never occurred to them to, re- to me. They're I, thought like, gonna, I thought you were going to say, no, I'm, I'm not good to work. Well, with. well, and they were like, well, how do, basically, how do I know? And it's like, okay, how quickly do you get back to people? Mm. Do you have a lot of confrontation with clients? Do you get a lot of vendor referrals? Like if you're looking for a data set to collect, how many vendor referrals do you get? How many client referrals do you get? If you're not close to 50-50 referrals versus marketing leads, you might suck to work with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, or your product's not as good as you think. But if you know your product's good because you're getting a lot of leads but you're not getting a lot of referrals, you might you might need to work on your client experience. And And so the one quick way to look at it is how long does it take me to get back to people? Do I have any automated processes to make sure it's very consistent? Mm-hmm. Um, do I consistently break my contract with my deliverables? Um, and the obvious stuff is like, do I have fights with other vendors? Stupid stuff like that. Hopefully you're not doing that. But yeah. most people aren't. Most people are just suck at communication. I would say a place to start at least. It, it, it's a little bit harder to project um, how you are going to like certain interactions and nuanced kind of communication styles. The easy way to start is just writing down all the points of, um, of contact, right? That's the easy part oh, yeah. to start. And, every and interaction, every create, time you interact with a customer, kind of just mapping it out. Create a system. Every single point of contact actually has a purpose. Okay, this is informative. This is uh, a questionnaire to get information. This is to give information. This is to give information, give, 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 you know, maybe a take, maybe a sale. Um, but you know, you're, you're building a a structure, a tree 
mm-hmm. and and following that, and then the rest kind of figures itself. Yeah, and you're out just making sure, yeah. seeing how it goes, and but just like tracking that stuff and thinking about it, not like this is my email, this is my marketing, this is my branding, this is my shooting, this is my upsells, this is my client experience. It's all one thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. And with that, we are being arrested. Uh, yes. Someday, someday we won't be in the mean streets of Milford. Doing mean this streets podcast. of Milford. <laughs> we'll That's be a good t shirt idea, actually. Yeah. So, client experience is a big deal. So, we would love to know what works for you. If you are listening to this podcast and you're like, um, have some something to contribute to the discussion or maybe a different way of doing stuff, um, just uh, we we need each other and as a community to provide great client experiences. I think that's one of the best things about community is you can bounce stuff off each other and figure mm-hmm. out how do we all provide a better experience for our clients. And, I, and like everybody wants to do that. So yeah. we, we encourage you, check us out on YouTube, um, Wedding Pros, or follow us and um, give us a follow. Click that little bell. Um, go ahead. We're, we're also up on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, but we want to connect with you. We want to hear your thoughts. If you've listened to an hour-long podcast, by the way, and you haven't subscribed, what's wrong with you, right? I what's mean, wrong with you? What's up? Yeah. So go ahead and click on it. Do we want to. We want to connect. Well, they listen to an hour-long thing. I'm assuming they somewhat. Well, enjoy maybe it. they want to know their enemy so they can destroy. Yeah. You. Maybe they're one of our competitors in podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot <laughs> what if we made fake there. podcasts where we gave a bunch of false information to uh, trick our competitors? Yeah, I like it though. I like it. That's no. No. Deep. It's, no, we don't have competitors. We're peerless. So. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, check us out. Give us that follow. Um, Thank you so much for checking out the Wedding Pros podcast.